Hey, what's up guys? Uh, this is Dylan here. Um, strap yourselves in. This is going to be quite a long intro. Uh, I'll, I'll try and get it over quick so we can get right into the action um, that's awaiting you all. But I wanted to give a little bit of insight into Selah and his background. Uh, I mentioned this very early on into the series, but uh, whenever I make characters, I write novels, basically. Um, I love character creation, and that's, just, that's always been my favorite part of D&D, the creating characters, playing them out, seeing them develop and seeing them grow, watching their motives, their ambitions. Uh, that's always, I've always loved that. Um, and I wanted to read you guys, I summarized it into a very short cliff notes, um, as short as I can get. Uh, but I wanted to talk to you guys about Selah, give you some backstory, some lore, if you will, about Selah. Some of this, um, if, you're, uh, if you've been listening for a while and you've been paying attention especially uh, in the episode where Selah told the story in the fire at the temple, I believe. Uh, some of this might sound familiar, but uh, just a little bit of meat on the bones of Selah Athelza. So uh, let's get right into it. Selah Athelza, uh, the last name is Bogrip in the Elvish language. Uh, he's a high elf from the city of Southhive, a rich, bustling village of other elves. It was built beautifully and was very prosperous. As a child, Selah was introduced to the Pantheon and religion. As young as he can remember, Selah felt a draw to the temple in his city. He couldn't tell what it was specifically, though. He just felt a sense of calling to dive deeper into his spiritual side. Selah was taught about the Pantheon and the gods, as other children his age were, and he knew all the information but still could not discern his sense of calling. Entering into adulthood, Selah stuck around the temple and did work, uh, working alongside the people, he was still unable to discern what this calling on his life was. The unseen feeling weighed on him heavier and heavier, until one day when tragedy struck. A clan of vengeful dwarves stumbled upon the city during a time when tensions were high between the two races. The dwarves were tired of being seen as less than, especially during and after the war, and they wanted to humble these high elves. The dwarves attacked, killed over half the city's inhabitants, those who escaped made it out and into the wilderness that they had never explored. The dwarves took over South Hive and made it their own, vandalizing the high society elven town and turning it into what looked like an evil wasteland of a former high society. Once in the woods, the remaining high elves were traumatized and lost, without home or help. This is when Selah's revelation happened. South Hive had nobody to defend them, as crime or war was unheard of within the city. They needed a knight. And Selah would be that knight, that protector. He prayed and made an oath to devote his life to protecting his family, the remaining high elves living in the woods, as well as protecting the beautiful woods themselves that housed this new community. Selah began to hunt and gather food for the new community. And while it's not a lavish feast as the snobby elves were used to, their new living conditions have humbled them, and they're grateful for what they have, each other. While the dwarves actually drew Selah closer to his calling, he still has a hard time showing mercy to dwarves. He can always put up a front, a smiling face. However, Selah learned to act like he forgot, but he could never bring himself to learn how to forgive them. Selah hunted for food and occasionally for sport. He hunts to feed his community, but if he comes across monstrous beasts in the wild, he does not shy away. He keeps a trophy with him to signify his most precious kill. Um, at the moment, uh, it was the tooth of a black dragon wormling, until it eventually became the spine from the back of a bone naga. Selah hunts for the food, but with the skins of the animals, he would travel to sell them. 
He travels to Torian, a coastal swamp town that has a good fishing population, as well as fellow elves devoted to a god. Sayla sells the skins by the docks and in return receives fresh fish caught by the sailors and fishermen. He takes these fish back to his wooded community to give them a treat that he himself cannot hunt in the regular old woods surrounding them. It had been a century of this wilderness living after Sayla dedicated his service to protecting his community and the woods. However, after 100 years, he faced a threat he never thought he would see deep in these woods. The undead. The undead are a threat to the natural order of life, and Sayla worried that his wooded home would become infested with these monsters. He tracked down the source of the zombies and came back to Torian. He entered the town and immediately began questioning Lord Magakume, the ruler of Torian. Had he not known of these monsters coming from his own town? Sayla doesn't want to see his home damaged again, and he swore to Magakume that, in order to protect those he loves and the forest themselves, he would step in and help destroy the necrotic threat. That led him to party up with three other adventurers who seemed to have the same uh, goals in mind of squashing the undead. A forest gnome medic, a druidic satyr, and a barbarian of uh, regrettably dwarven descent. Uh, Sayla could put that smiling face back on and fight alongside these people uh, towards a common goal. Uh, but that's all we have right now. We'll have to see how Sayla continues to grow and develop as a character. And um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this little this little backstory dive. Uh, all right, that's too much of an intro. Uh, thank you guys for listening to this and the episode and the series. Um, but yeah, enjoy the episode, guys. All right, let's hear it. On the oh, microphone. Ah, nice. Oof. That was like commercial quality. I, oh, believe me. <laughs> if you want, a, I don't. I'm. I'm. I don't know. That was going anywhere. What? You can't just stop. I couldn't pitch. think fast enough. I'm a little tired. My improv's <laughs> off. I apologize. I was. I was waiting for. <laughs> somewhere. My oh. initial thought was, if you want uh, calm, I'm gonna urshel it. But I was like, no, that makes no sense <laughs> at all. <laughs> Doesn't. You're right. But it's nice to know how thinly you hang from from continuity and improv, like, <laughs> and and just de- just depravity and madness. <laughs> the thread is that big. Um, here you go. <laughs> That's not for you. That's for, That's Benjamin. for Benjamin. Oh, I was very confused. I am giving Benjamin inspiration, as promised earlier tonight, because you know the definition of the word hippopotamonstrosisquipedaliophobia. Oh, yeah. Which I is? I did know the definition of hippopotamonstrosisquipedaliophobia. Good job. What, what's the definition? Uh, a fear of? Of? of really long words. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Dylan, do you know what the definition of sesquipedalian is? It is, I did. I did define it earlier. Tonight. It is having the quality of a really long word. That's right. <gasps> Gotta love Shakespeare. Nope. Oh, Gotta no, love Shakespeare. No inspiration. No inspiration. I two thumbs up though, and you can cash those in whenever you want. Oh, okay. Anyone's roll. Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> just, you can cash those someone, in on anyone's roll. If someone's having anyone's like roll. a anyone's roll. check, if I'm rolling damage, you just go. And okay. I, and I'll feel the waves of sarcasm. Do, are both thumbs up? Uh, like, do they have to be cashed in at the same time, or can I? No, it's one it's one. Thumbs up. It's like it's one, two thumbs up. Does that make sense? Got you. Yes, yes, yeah. it does. I think it's more like if someone's having like a strength contest and you want someone to win, you just give them extra thumbs. <laughs> they have just adding th- thumbs to a situation or just if like, better grip force. Or if like we cross a dam and like a, it springs a leak, you just use my two thumbs. Yeah, just two or thumbs. If you have a pie and you want to pull out maximum plums, 
Ooh. You get some extra. You, you got some maximum Say, plumbage. what a good boy plumbage. am I and my thumbs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about something. Um, would you, you probably won't, but would you believe that the whole dragon encounter scenario was 100% rolled on a random encounter table? I would believe that. Mostly because we talked earlier today about this same thing. Yeah. I would not believe that. You wouldn't believe it? We uh, almost died. I don't believe anything's random. <laughs> hey, Whoa. Word, word up, word up, respect. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks, philosopher. Is that, is that that grind set that Alex left us with? <laughs> he left us with the gift of Sigma. <laughs> Sigma grinds? I'm so glad that's the last thing he ever said. You gotta, gotta have, have that Sigma, Sigma grind, grind set. set. Ignore women. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so... Um, Dylan, after he yes. opened his Mountain Dew, actually poured it 100% on the floor for our buddy Alex, who's not here tonight. He has oh. a job. May he rest in his riches <laughs> or credit hours or whatever it's for, or both. I don't know. Good for him. Good Meanwhile, for, we're yeah. still here. So, yeah. Like, distraught right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel a little bit of emptiness. Yeah. I think we're going to have to bring in an outside hire. So, if you would like to apply, you can go to <laughs> www. Joe, if you want to record some some sound bites and send them our way, we might be able to stuff them in somewhere. Make you an we'll NPC. just send Joe a pre-recording, and he just uh, adds his voice in. I wherever. could give him a script of like an NPC interaction or something like that. Dude. Be like, hey, you want to do this? Yes. People do that all the time. Yes, yeah. and have him, and we'll just play just, it. Yeah, in. That'd, that'd be cool, okay. and it'd be interesting to know what he sounds like. Right? Hey, right. guys. <laughs> Uh, any funny antics slash shenanigans that we want to get into before we just rip this bandaid off no I I think I'm Mm. ready to play DW how how do we feel versus how do our characters feel about our loss um Dylan is a little sad that we lost Alex it's understandable because he he wants to maintain a healthy work schedule in a work life so I understand it but I am upset because I really did get to know him a lot better through this game, especially because I moved in with him, like without saying more than two sentences to him prior. Um, I think you'll. I don't want to say how Sayla feels about Baron's absence, though. <clears throat> That's fair. It's not private yet, or it's not? A, not secluded. yet, or not at all. I think it will be uncovered. I don't want to give you guys the full inner workings of Sayla's mind and his personality, but. That's not to say they won't come out tonight. I don't know okay. where my random encounter table is. What about you? Um, I think Benjamin, like, because I knew what we were doing before we started recording and I knew that Alex had to go, uh, it, you know, I could, like, prepare myself for it. But, like, Dr. Wink didn't get that. It was just a yeah. random encounter table, I guess. And then was you it? lose I, a party. I, all member. I said was, how would you feel? <laughs> oh. How would you feel? Or no, would you believe? Would you believe? Would you believe? Okay, well. But... Either way, it was very sudden. Yeah, yeah. For Doctor Wink, and that's a different experience. I think, like, um, like, I don't know. The fact that Alex isn't sitting across from the table from me anymore. Like the day we did this was very much like, all right, we got a plan. This is what we're executing. But now that he's not here, I'm like, yo, that whole side of the room is empty. I'm right here. (laughs) Shut up. Anyway, so. But yeah, but as Casker, I don't know if anyone remembers, like, Casker explaining how he felt when the party first got connected. Darkette was his best friend, 
and Baron was like a big brother. That's what I would look at Darkette and Casker and say they were best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Uh huh. Yep. Now totally. he's dead. He got all his stuff. That's true. Like um, you do with best friends. Among, <laughs> exactly. among the stuff you inherited, I remembered you have a, a blue potion that hasn't come up yet. Like a resistance potion. It's a potion of resistance is how you identified it, or is how Darkette identified it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. he did. So it's, it's how Darkette identified it, but uh, it remains it remains there. I'm just reminding you. This isn't like some... Okay, sometimes <laughs> I remind you of stuff because I want you to, to do it. This isn't one of those times, probably. But yeah, just remember that you have it. It wasn't in our last loot inventory. All right. But even more absent from our loot inventory is Alex and Baron. And let's jump right into it. Uh, it is, you know, moments after your friend was taken from you. The dragon has sonic boomed, flown out of sight. What are you guys doing? Cue dramatic music in post. Jesus, like, I... did Baron drop his weapon? Nope. No, he was, he was hitting the though. dragon in the face with it as he was flying away. Right. That's what I was saying. But did it drop off in the distance? Because I know, like, the dragon did another, like, little... No. Yeah, cool. You didn't see it if it did. So, in all intents and purposes, Kasker thinks like, he could still be alive. So, like, he's, like, shock. Like, just okay. completely overwhelmed with emotions. Is like, on the brink of, like, a breakdown. Yeah, well. Sayla is just going to, like... <sighs> take out some incense just take a deep breath uh, and kind of look and see see Casker freaking out uh, I don't know what Dr. Wink's doing yet but I'm going to let them kind of I'll stand there silently and kind of observe them for a second Dr. Wink what are you doing I'll, I want to be you know, kind of like downcast it. for a few seconds and like this is all probably set you know by a very gentle wind blowing through the, the spring um, you know, buds on the trees, and also like the sound of like acid searing through, you know, clothes and weapons and whatnot. Yeah, uh, and and then I'm gonna say uh, this, this. Uh, why did you have to stay and fight, Sayla? What? What's? What? This is your fault. Why did you? <laughs> I can't do it. No, you're doing sorry. I was reading my inventory, so I didn't know you were addressing me. My bad. Stand in the middle of a road and. Fight oh. this dragon. We, we could have ran. And you did. And you turned and saw the consequences of not fighting alongside him. Uh. No. <laughs> oh uh, yes. We we did fight alongside because no. you stood in the road. No, you did not fight alongside. You watched as that dragon picked Baron up. Yo. Mm. We didn't just sit there and watch him. I know. We you can't watch too. with your back to it, Kasker. Twice you ran away. And now you have to feel the conviction of when you finally turned around and you saw the dragon fly off with him. I just want to say, and for sake like, uh, man, heavy. For, like, recollection purposes, I think, like, you know, Kasker did, like, go down fighting it. Or, or got close. You, you got, shaped I out fighting close, it. Yeah. And Dr. Wink, you know, did keep both of you alive. Yo, but... Yo, your outfit on this? Casker's shook. Yeah, that's that's heavy, Like, Casker's, like, split right down the middle. Like, he didn't do enough when he thought he was doing everything he could. Listen, if you need some time to grieve this, you clearly knew him better than I did. Uh, we can step out of the road uh, under these trees and take a moment. But much like how the seasons change... Uh, when you are with a group of adventurers like us, 
that's going to change as well. People are going to come and people are going to go. So I'm... you're just going to write him off? What? As if he was just second thoughts. What else would we do? I mean, he's gone, Casker. I'm sorry, but it 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 happens. Casker can't even like hold the tears back anymore, and he's gonna like. Yeah, that's like, probably some salt in a very fresh. Yeah, way. like he he. And he's gonna walk off into the woods. Like he's gonna turn his back and walk off. Not like far, far into okay. the woods, but he's just, just gonna walk enough into it, enough like, to have some off. thinking distance. Yeah. Okay. Man, I'm gonna like. I didn't mean for this to be a wedge. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I like kind of fall to my knees. What am I talking about? I took one of your players. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I meant it to be a wedge. This was supposed to be a team bonding experience. (laughs) You guys are supposed to get around this death and have a freaking hoedown. (laughs) Your friend's dead. Funeral hoedown. Freaking hoedown. Name of the episode. Um, Sorry. I'll... uh, go to my knees and just kind of look down and kind of to myself this you're right this is my fault I'm I'm, I'm supposed to be the one to, to, to keep keep you alive and and I couldn't do it with Dark Cat and I couldn't do it with Baron either I'll just kind of look at my hands I'll, I'll kind of take a knee and put a hand on him just say well I know it's hard because, like I said, you've been with him a lot longer than I have. But uh, I guess if you wanted to look at a bright side, this could be a learning experience. Then I can't save either of you either? No, a learning experience. Remember this uh, next time you want to turn and run and hide under the trees and not stand beside those who you would like to stand by. Jesus. Uh, I do suggest, um, I don't know if it will come back or not, uh, maybe get out of the road, though. And I think- Which is it? Fight or get out of the road! (laughs) There's nothing to fight now! I think, uh, if anyone's going to get Casker, it should be you, though. Oh, go, um, yes. Yes. Like, I, I can see him. He's not that far away, but... Um... Stumbling around. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, ripping the bark off of a tree. I, he, he's over there Praying somewhere. Praying to science, why would this happen? <laughs> he's over there somewhere. Uh, I don't think he... I don't, seems like he's not used to loss like this. No, let's... Let's, let's give him a moment, and but keep an eye on him, I suppose. I, I, I do think... We we need to seriously consider when we ought not to fight. Mm. Wow. I, I wanna I wanna kind of contrast something real quick. So Sela, I know your thing is like protecting people. Protecting his people. My people. Your yeah, people. people. So so you're not only admitting or, or maybe would you have felt more grief if it was one of your people, or would you have reacted the same way? Just say let it to DM. I would have had more grief more if grief. it was one of my own Okay, people. so the only reason you're able to move so fast from this is because of your distance from Baron. Um, uh, this is kind of backstory stuff. Not necessarily distance from Baron, but distance from dwarves. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And he just fell like, into I, that. Yeah, I, w- I would have felt a little... He didn't do anything to like come out of that. No, I, I felt I would have felt a little bad, um, even if Doctor Wink or Casker would have been the one taken up. But seeing Baron and hearing how he 
spoke so poorly of elves during our time together. Um, you were like, it was almost like he had like, it poetic justice. Yes, and with past experiences with dwarves, um, he saw, he, he just saw no use in trying to fight to keep him with them. That's why he Yikes, held back. So the universe was taking him from you, not a dragon. Yeah. Wow. And Dr. Wink, I wanted to compare how you're reacting now to how you would react if like a NAP soldier bleeding out died on a medical cot inside a tent. I mean, I think there's the sense of like, you know, traveling with Baron and maybe I didn't show it as much with, with Kasker because I was like trying to be, sorry, uh, with Darkette because I was trying to be strong for Kasker. Mm. But it's like the the second companion we've lost and it's like a mix of like guilt and grief being the the healer but also like frustration that we had to do the fight in the first place i guess yeah just like this this didn't have to happen and it still did yeah unnecessary not like in a bad sense just like we this could have been prevented Man, man, that is so heavy. This has got to be the heaviest episode easily. And like the first five seconds, y'all, just so, the episode, just so heavy. Already right like <laughs> drawing lines and accusing each other. Who's who's the murderer? It's all of you. It's the butler. You're all. <laughs> it was me, um, Jonathan Corn. <laughs> so do you do you head in the woods after Casker? I mean, after a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I just want to kind of keep him in sight, time. like. I don't want him to like run away to where we can't find him. Oh, he doesn't like wander off. off. Okay. Like you, like he's within earshot. Like you can hear him, like still stumbling around in there, like saying things to himself or out loud. Yeah. Like he's fighting between like his original teachings and how if if he should have just stayed at home with his family, he was just there. Everything was nice. Everything was peaceful. And the second he leaves home again to go on this quest of his, yeah. more people die. Like, not even two weeks out of exactly. seeing your family, and it, like, bam, loss. And so, like, he's really, y'all, like... And I don't have any NPCs to bring the party together right now. <laughs> you guys are on your own. <laughs> In the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but a bit, he'll eventually come back out after a, a short rest amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your hit dice. That's fine. Oh, I'll take a short rest yeah, too. Why not? A short rest. I can't remember what a druid's hit dice. I think it's D eight. A D eight. Okay. Well, it doesn't help Doctor Wink's guilt that he doesn't need a short rest at all. So. Oh no! <laughs> I'm oh. fine. Well, you could have been sprayed by the breath weapon. It wouldn't have done anything to keep Baron from dying or being taken away. I guess yeah. we don't really know what happened. We don't. We, I say. Dylan thinks I was a little early on the dramatic music. <laughs> oh, with that no, last episode? I, well, I also knew what was going to happen. I, I, fig- mean, I figured that was getting cut, so I didn't say it into the mic. <laughs> Wait, what? That that Just that one line. Oh. I figured, well, I knew it was going to happen, but I thought it would have been cool if, like, because he was still trying to hit it. It would have been yeah, cool. Yeah, I know. If it it was just like, seemed, really, to me, it was like, this seems really hopeless. Yeah, it did. And that added to it. Uh, I've rolled my hit die. I continue the trend of rolling no more than a five. All right. On my hit dice. That's what I like to hear. Actually, I lied. One of them was a six. It was one six, a four, and then two twos. Okay. The average is below a five. Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. 
All right, you've got some hit points. You've returned to the group after a short rest amount of time. How are you feeling, Casker? <laughs> like, he just, like, strolls up. He's still, like, looking down at the ground and everything and picks up any of his stuff that he might have dropped. And then he just goes over to stand next to, to Dr. Wink. Casker, I know that was rather harsh. Uh, you've probably never been spoken to like that about such a thing. But life is in constant change. You should know that living in the woods yourself. I learned that the hard way, that as times change, you must learn to change to them. That was your companion that died. I'm guessing your second one. And I'll kind of point at the ring, Thorkett's ring that he wears. Your second one. He like. I, he doesn't. Does he have a shirt? Are you wearing it on a, your necklace? He was on it, wasn't it? On it was on a necklace, but it was a ring, and like he put it on your finger. Oh, okay. Then he would have kept it as a ring. Then I, I have seen over half of my city slaughtered. So whatever you're feeling, just know I understand. But I learned to change with the times, and we can either sit in the past and mourn, filled with nostalgia, regret, and sorrow, or we can continue forward. Yes. This... What, do, what do we do now? Well, we were on a trek up to Donla. As harsh as, as it is to say again, I don't see a point in us deterring our route. Do you think that was the the dragon's mother? That was that's right. Yes, I uh... I don't speak draconic. She said that in draconic, or did no? She, she said that, that in common. common. After the first thing it said, it, the rest was in common. Okay. Yes, it it made mention that uh, Baron had killed its daughter or son, child, it whatever. Just <laughs> it's gender we, ambiguous offspring. He landed the last blow, but we were all in on it. Sounds bad. <laughs> we all jumped. Say, it wasn't. It what? It wasn't just Baron that killed it. Yeah. He, he might have tanked a little bit. And he had, but I think it was mainly because he wore like he his wore the skull. head. As a yeah. He was wearing the corpse. Okay. So I mean, I understand taking pride in your hunts, and I'm—I mean, I'm still got—I still got that bone naga spine uh, around your neck as right? a necklace. Mother yeah. bone naga woggles out of the woods. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> I understand. Y'all see my baby rattles. <laughs> I understand oh, yeah. taking pride in um, what you kill. However, it's a very amateur mistake to carry the entire head of something. It's very noticeable and distinguishable. I wanted him to make that into a helmet so much. So much. I was like, it's a head. It's got cool horns on it. It's small. Helmet. He could have made a coffee mug. He could have made a... <laughs> a really big coffee mug. A fashionable left side of a breastplate. <laughs> um, All right. But yes, Kasker, in a way, we, we do share the blame for the Mother Dragon's wrath and We'll just have to deal with it and, 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 and keep moving. Baron made a, a great sacrifice, and w w we can't let that go to waste, I suppose. Fine. He'll he'll start walking in the direction that they're walking in. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm walking no differently. Group effing inspiration. <laughs> Oh my god. You want to hold on to that one? You jerk. Yeah. The role play. <laughs> you jerk. I loved it. No, I loved every bit of that. I did. I really did. No, yeah, that's that's the, that's 
a, a feeling I feel like people get confused on in mm-hmm. D&D is that they role play their characters feelings and then they end up being mad at the other player in oh, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got you've got to be able to separate that and like understand that Casker feels this way, you know, feels hurt. Oh yeah, Casker's like he he has like this slight towards you. You know like when you play games and they say, "Oh, this character approves or disapproves." Casker's like completely in disapproval of like the way you took it. Not in the fact the way you stood about it, but the way you took it. Oh, he's like to Casker, he feels like you think they're expendable. Because you didn't start with them, right? And then Kacker's Kacker Casker's yeah. looking at it like this is his pack, you know. Mm-hmm. Like he left his father's, and this is his pack. And you've joined it, but you've been nothing but like distraught towards one of the members that is now gone. So like in Kacker's Casker, was it distraught towards him? No, more like like you guys were at odds. Just oh, I see. Yeah, they were just at odds. Okay, I Kasker, I think that's a better that's a better description. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that's what the word choice. It was bad word choice, my bad. Um, so, like, Casker's, like, hung up on this, right? And then, again, second death in his party. Mm-hmm. But, like, me, Michael, I really love that, dude. That's, like, almost better than my crying scene. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, so, uh, I just applaud you all staying true to character and and being able to separate yourselves. And it's just, that's really cool, man. Like, like it, it feels like the air in here feels thick. To me. Yes. Like was. I'm afraid to say a whole lot. Cause I'm afraid you guys are going to get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> as um, soon as you opened your mouth, it got like 10 degrees colder in here. <laughs> so you guys are continuing down the route and a great sword falls like down the road in front of us. <laughs> and then half of a door. And then body. just an arm. <laughs> oh man. Then a testicle. That'd be... <laughs> Just one. Just one. Casker grabs it because he's a loot goblin. I cast Just locate object. Though. It's a gumball. <laughs> it's soft. Someone must have already been sucking on it. <laughs> Let's ignore what just. <laughs> Wait, that mic cut. That was a little. That's a little much. I, I, Probably I not. Added, but I added to that, and I still feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh please, we just feel comfortable because we know where this is going. <laughs> or feel uncomfortable rather. Um. Okay, you guys continue down the route. See, senor. All right. This very chill, sort of springish day opens up before you. You march down what is visibly becoming more and more road-like. And you're getting more and more out of the woods. You can be if you want. If you want to walk, it'll be slower, but if you want to walk in just the woods, you can, off the road. Um... Is that something that you want to do tactically, or do you want to just get there as fast as possible? Yeah, he's just walking. He's not thinking like tactically. What at all. could, what worse could, <laughs> yeah, fly like, down what else could right? happen to us right now? We, I'll stick close to the edge so that to I dive could, in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, now you're jumping into the woods. <laughs> it's about another hour or so of just pure walking, <laughs> um, and in the distance, about. So a couple hundred meters, you see a little bit of a change in the road. And as you approach it, you see that it is actually cobblestone. So the road is no longer this mucky, muddy trail. It's now cobblestone. And as this road starts to form and you draw closer to it, louder and louder you hear the sound of running water. We'll make our way in that direction. Does does the stone look uh, like... the? Does it lead to anything, or is it just still road as far as we can see? It sort of forms a little cul-de-sac, okay, and then the road starts, and then you see a little bit ways down, and then it kind of 
turns around a little cluster of trees. Okay. So you, you can't see super far down straight, but you can see that it's a cobblestone road from here. I, uh, I, I, I don't know if you can hear it, but there is water running. Um, could be a stream or a river. Maybe it's maybe it's a dragon taking a leak. <laughs> maybe it's a sign of a town nearby. Any of you, uh, Doctor Wink, you've traveled up here. Are you familiar with this area? Can I make a history check? Yes, you can. <sighs> oh, that's a that's an unnatural twenty. Unnatural twenty. That's a lot of history facts. You recall yeah. walking through this region to get to Torian. You recall walking through here. Um, you know that there is a river. Um, it's a river that exists in my notes, and I'll have to look it up. Give me a sec. Hold on. Give me a sec. This is just this is just a him <laughs> thinking. He's sitting here like I yeah, know the name of this just, river. Just give me a second. Pondering what in the world. The Mississippi. No, no, it's not quite that long. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. I'm so stupid. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I left off with this. Okay. The Mississippi River. The Mississippi. The Mississippi It's the, uh, it's the, uh, the River of Gold. Oh. Or something like that. Oh, dark hair. Oh, no. It's a, it's, you remember that the river that cuts through here is called the River of Gold. In Elvish, it's called Oretanor. O-R-E-T. A-N-O-R. Darkhead would have loved this area. <laughs> Why? Because it's the river of gold. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know, like, what was, like so, historical facts or just, like, ge- geographical facts? Uh, a, a geographical. Toy, unnatural toy is pretty good. Geographical? Yeah. Okay, you know that it cuts between two smaller mountain ranges, and it creates this really lush valley. Oh, okay. So it's just, it's the stream in between these two, and you know that... Donla, you've heard of it. I don't know that you've been to Donla, but um, it's a. You know that Donla has uh, several distinct bridges, and so you think, okay, water bridges must bridges. not be, you know, over nothing. So there you oh, go. Okay. Um, is it upstream or downstream, Donla? I'm, I'm only a little bit familiar with with Donla, and not entirely familiar with its. Geography in relation to other things that exist, <laughs> but I, I do think it is somewhere on the river. Has many bridges and things that cross waters, <laughs> amongst other contraptions. Would you like to lead the way? Mm. <laughs> I, I'll what, lead the way. Uh, wait, but we know that we need to go mm-hmm. north That's to Donla. Yeah. So like, does no, the river it, flow it eventually if you're going north? Is, is what you can infer. Yeah. D- does the river flow to the south? You don't really know where the river oh. is yet. Can we find the river? You guys just keep going, looking for the river on the road? Yep. Sure. Mm. All right. Oh, wait. No. Mm. Can I, like, do survival to, like... To track it. To track it. <laughs> See, track the river. The tracks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, real survival. <laughs> river tracks. <gasps> 17. <gasps> <laughs> Unnatural 20. Wow. You're knocking these out of the park. Yeah, so you, after Sayla mentions that he hears water, you tune into it, and uh, you, like, get on all fours and, like, <laughs> sniff oh the ground, gosh. and you start sprint crawling 
uh, down the road. He will and never track anything again. <laughs> after after a couple hundred meters, and you kind of curve a little bit around this like tree corner, like this corner of woods, um, Shang Chi ancient bamboo forest style. Um, okay. You see this huge cobblestone bridge, like massive, like absolutely massive, and it's just one big arcing bridge. Almost imagine like. French countryside kind of stone bridge over a brook, but this is like massive. And it's not, it doesn't look pretty, but here it is. Here's this bridge going over a pretty wide river. And the river's not um, white with rapids. It's just, it's pretty, pretty calm, pretty flat. Imagine like the Tennessee River, but maybe not that big. Okay. I don't know if you know how big the Tennessee River is. Yeah, no, it's big. It's, oh, it's very big. So this is maybe like a 16th of the size. So not not very big, but still big enough for like merchant vessels to go down and such. Uh, and here you found your source of water, and you stand on the bridge. Um, let me roll for my dynamite real quick. Can we roll for trolls? Okay, it misses. And <laughs> and you look and you see that the river is flowing from north to south. Okay. So south yeah. is downstream. Yeah. Opening probably around Torian into the ocean. Can we? Which way does the road go? Like the, the, the road, road cuts over it, mm-hmm. and then cuts to the right and follows it north. Okay, so we're going the right direction. Yeah, I I think we should continue following the road. I think we should stay on this side. Like the, this side is like wooded and stuff, right? Because if it cuts across and turns, you'd think that was cleared out and it's all cobblestone. And I, we've already got waylaid on the road once. I, I was just a little too concerned. You were asking Timothy a question as he rolled dice. Yeah, that Sorry. was. I was trying to ignore that sinking feeling in what's my the, chest. Uh, what, what were you, are you asking? What's the uh, what? What are you asking? <laughs> so the, this side of the after it crosses the river, yeah. this side of the up path is like wooded and bush. It's still cobblestone. Oh, on both sides, going up. Oh, so I don't yeah, wanna... you could follow the river on the right side, but it's thickets and woods and thickets. You know, it it, it did definitely double your traveling or traveling time. We'll cross the bridge and go. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, crossing yeah. the bridge. Fine with it. Yeah. I don't cross the bridge. I jump over the water. Swiper hops up before you can. I do it. <laughs> no, um, you guys get over the bridge unmolested. Do we all know what that word means? Except for you, Mike. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm probably going to cut that part. But you make it over the bridge unbothered, and you all continue walking down the road. Perception checks. Give me those perception checks. Uh, uh, Natural 19. 20 for a 25. Woo! Natural 20. Woo! Ah! Uh, uh, you ready? Go, go, go. Uh, Nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20. All right. Oh, um, <laughs> again. Nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> I was ready. I like them. I think they're. <laughs> it's just I, Benjamin and I here have some actual vocal training. And so when Michael or Dylan starts, we can kind of hop in. Oh, God, no. But when Benjamin started, it's like, I can hop in. Here we go. Hey, 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 hey. I got a 19. 19. Shut up. 
<laughs> you sound like you're an old person asking which age you want to be. <laughs> or being. What year in the. No, never mind. That's not funny. <laughs> what year, what year you were born? <laughs> I was going to say 1919. <laughs> um, so, with those amazing checks, you all see something along the river as you have a crystal clear view. The water is still, it's not murky, but you look in the water and you see flowing down the river, it starts to turn a little bit brown. With those amazing checks, you understand that if something is flowing down the river that's brown, you know, and not like an unnatural brown, it's just brown, there's some kind of disturbance upstream. Someone's pooping in the water? Someone is taking a massive dump. If it's in just this flowing river, around, and it has you to need to stop <laughs> diarrhea. <laughs> hey, we can use my two thumbs up to plug it. <laughs> yeah, like, you know that something is causing a disturbance up upstream, and you look upstream again. Not a lot of trees obstructing your view from the road, and you see some kind of object on the river, but you you don't know what it is. It's very far away. Immediate stealth. Is it immediate what? Like, like stealth. Stealth. I thought you yeah. said immediate death. <laughs> I was like, uh, you don't know. Is it larger than the river or the object? No, it's oh. just on the river. Does oh, okay. it like just in, within the river? Does it look like like an object or a creature? You got you got some nat twenties. It it looks like an object. Okay. Okay. Do you draw closer? Uh yeah. I guess we'll follow the path. No, okay. no, I won't no. follow the path. I will no. like Get break off a little bit and swim upstream. I'm gonna turn into a crocodile and drown. Can't do that. Well, yeah, you can. Your CR high enough. Yeah, <laughs> you can now. That's, that's the alligator wings. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how exactly. alligators swim, Michael. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they swim like this, and when they walk out they of the water, like, they go like this. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen an alligator before? No, I just wanted to see you do that. Oh, you're thinking of crocodiles. Crocodiles swim like. No, they swim with their whole body. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? What is? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'll just crocodile semantics. Uh, you know, Doctor Wink did express when and when not to jump into combat. Um, I don't know what that is, but I don't like it. But messing. that's not right now. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't like it messing with this beautiful river. Uh, I would like to investigate it. it. I will stealth though, like off, like so. We're not all grouped together. I'll just step off a little bit. I'll probably keep closer to the river than the, if the, if he's staying on the path. Okay, and every now and again, there's like a tree and some some reeds and whatnot. So you know, it's not like you're totally unobscured mm-hmm. to whatever's on slash in the river. I will bunker down in the wooded area if I can Hear and it? advance towards it. Yeah. Okay. Give me stealth checks. Everyone, try to be stealthy. I want to be stealthy. Do it. <clears throat> Uh, what, what, uh, what, what was that roll, Michael? What was the roll? <laughs> Natural one. For some reason, Michael deemed it appropriate to alligator swim in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> he is flailing his arms like a decapitated chicken. Wailed its arms. We're so screwed. Can I give him inspiration now? <laughs> Not anymore. No? Okay, that's right. Yeah, what did you get, Benjamin? Group oh, inspiration kaleidoscope to save your friend from a bad stealth check. Sorry. 21. 20. To walk in the middle of the road? You make a ghillie suit real fast. <laughs> no, you just hide in Sayla's ghillie suit. <laughs> Sayla? Oh, you stop it. I got a and three. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, for some reason, the horns you've tied to the soles of your feet start going off. How come my penalty's worse than the natural one? <laughs> um, you all walk down in various states of concealment, and you get closer to this object, and you begin to identify it as you're about 50 meters away. This is a large boat. Oh. It has run ashore a little bit. It doesn't look quite natural. Like, there's no dock over here as you draw closer. And you get closer and you feel, you know, various states of concealed. So you get the confidence to investigate a little bit. And you see it's a it's a pretty big ship. Um, but it looks pretty beat up. It looks like it has seen, uh, you know, some rough days. You're not sure what. And uh, you see figures moving on the deck uh, semi-frantically as it doesn't look like they intended to go ashore. Are there any, like, flags or, like, carvings on the boat? Anything that could distinguish it as belonging to a certain group or people? Give me another perception check. I like that a lot. That is cool. That's a... You have advantage. Take advantage. (gasps) 18. 18. That's pretty good. The advantage helps. You look... You do see a flag hanging from a small mast in the center of this ship. You see a flag, and on it is an insignia you don't recognize. But what it's of is an orc's nose with chains going on either side with uh, looks like just solid bars covering up the nose. And you see tusks next to the nose as well. So it looks like an orc's face with chains and some bars. Oh, I hate to cast judgment, but that is an orcs are stinky. That that is in orcs' features on the flag. Is it? And historically, sorry, Michael, but historically in this world, orcs are kind of like the bad guys, savage, right? Yeah. Give me, give me. You guys all can give me history checks. That's an interesting uh, bit of lore to do with the world. I feel like we discussed that. We talked about it a little bit before we ever started playing. A 19. 19. 17. 17. 12. 12. That's good enough for all of you to understand. Sayla just understands a little bit better. (laughs) (laughs) That since the dawn of time, you know everyone's pretty much been able to rally around exterminating the orcs. They started off, you know, tribal and kind of savage. And frankly, there aren't a lot anymore. Everyone did a really good job of exterminating them. And having not had that involvement or interaction with them, you're not sure, you know, if they really deserved it. You just know that's kind of a fact of life is orcs are kind of a rarity. And you don't you don't see a lot anymore. And that they were heavily persecuted. Is it orcs on deck? Are we that close enough? Do you want to get that close? No. <laughs> Mr. 21, why not? <laughs> Those are... Uh... Can I retain my stealth? Nope. Okay. Those are oh. some you screwed up. <laughs> orcish features on the flag. You don't see a lot of those anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it should be here. It's going to dirty up the river. It looked so pretty until... You understand that the ship river. isn't polluting the river. Yeah, but it's like not making it look cool. I'm saying it like carved into the side and you know all that loose dirt and stuff flowing into the river is what's caused the discoloration. Yeah, I it's, also don't want to. It's a running river. It 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 will clean itself. The thing yeah. is, can we just like, are we going to avoid them, or are we going to say, hi ho? 
<laughs> as the sailors do. <laughs> I'm fine with avoiding them. I feel like, um, I feel like, well, I feel like we've had enough trouble for one day. Yeah, you guys might need some rest, yeah. like some long don't, rest. Don't, don't want to uh, bring it up already, but we have lost someone. Better to play it safe. <laughs> Too soon, man! <laughs> It does also look like maybe they're unfriendly toward orcs, seeing that it looks like they have one behind bars on their flag. Interesting inference. But I I do like the idea of not risking our chances. Okay. Let's do you guys continue on without yeah. interacting? Yeah. We're just gonna like, move as forward. we're walking by. Do they look orcish? Do you want to get close enough to find out? I'm not. Like are th- aren't we walking on the, like they would be we're still next to the river right? if you're walking on the I'm saying they look like you know just kind of blah you know silhouettes blah you know they're humanoid they're bipedal but you you don't know you know what I'll creed. walk to where I can get a good like just like just nonchalant yeah just as we're walking by okay yeah you get close enough and uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> and you trigger my trap spell. No, you get close enough and you see they are orcs. You see a couple people have grabbed some tools and they look like they're they're pointing at the ground, you know, and it looks like they're talking and and uh, it looks like they're strategizing on how to, you know, free the ship or whatever. And then one of them does look at you. And he just he just kind of looks at you in the face. I don't stop. No, like, yeah, I just assume you're just kind of yeah, cool collected like, walking down yeah. the way. And uh, you know, he he just kind of looks at you and watches you walk by. Fireball! What? <laughs> Alright. Yeah, you don't I'm, have that spell. I'm walking by. If they acknowledge me or look at me, I'll like do like the cool guy, like head bow, like hey, what's up? Up or down. That is so important. Yeah, down. Very important. I'm doing it down. Down? That's disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> it, it means you're con it does have like a yeah. connotation of condescension. Cause if you're like, what's up? No, you're not like, I acknowledge you. You know? That's yeah. up and down respectively. I do it down. Okay. Uh, as you walk by, just on the road. Yeah. He just he does it back. All right. Okay. He he kind of gives you like a little bit of an eyebrow raise, and you guys walk on. Do you just continue? Michael? Why are you looking at me? Do you continue on the trail? Do you have another water elemental you can throw in the ship? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't just keep those. Just want to keep it synced. Yes, let's continue yeah. on water. following the cobbled stone road. Okay. On, to, on the trail to Minecraft Town. Mm-hmm. Cobblestone is Exactly. That's an item it in can, Minecraft. It's, it's a thing from Minecraft. I don't know if you've heard. Now he so looks at lava. me, and I clink the ground in perfect lava? squares. <laughs> they have something called buckets. <laughs> you can hold water in it. Diamonds. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and you all continue down the trail. It's a couple more hours of just walking. The, the trail, it's not like pristine. But it's solid, you know. It, it looks okay. like a like a like this is the route. This is the trail, and uh, eventually, you walk up on a fork in the road, and you do see a small wooden sign distinguishes the fork. To the left, what? It says <gasps> Jornsboro. Okay. To the right, <gasps> it says yes. Torian, what? You guys are turning around. It says, uh, it says Donla. Oh, good. Is it? 
No, you didn't say Jones. Not Town. Jones. Jorns. 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 Jornsboro. Jornsboro. I don't know why, but my mind was like Jonestown. Jones. <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> Uh, Jornsboro. Jornsboro sounds very dwarvish. <laughs> okay. Well, let's avoid it. <laughs> like like the Chion, you know, it's like sounds like it's I don't know. Um, You're technically uh, required. Yeah, let's it's go to Donla. Yeah. Just point that out. Like we we select Donla. We're here. <laughs> click click. <laughs> uh, and you win the the quest prize. You. <gasps> Head down the very short ways before you start to see structures in the distance. Ooh. You see, um, it looks like small homes kind of on one side of the river. And as you draw closer, you see two very large, beautiful wooden bridges. And you see a large tower in the distance. A very large looking tower with like strange lattice work working up the side of it. It's very large lattice work. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to tell from this distance. And as you approach, you all see a pile of smelling, stinking corpses. And that's where we're going to end it. No. Yo, pile of corpses. Pile of corpses. Dog pile. (laughs) Gross. Let's get in there. Stinky. Everybody. Yummy. Maybe this group of necromancers, instead of using the smell of fish to block out the smell of dead people, they're using the smell of dead people. <laughs> to block out the smell of dead people? The smell of dead people. There's a second body pile. Yeah. How <laughs> we fooled you. <laughs>